Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. Yes, I'm back. I'm live. I didn't just take the hour off. I wanted to be with y'all to take you home this afternoon. It is your 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by Service Chevrolet with Chevy Find New Roads over at Service Chevrolet located at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. Thank you, Service, for sponsoring our 5 o'clock news cruise. So much to talk about. I talked about a lot this morning for three hours on Moon Grafon Show, but there's still more to talk about. But I want to focus on a state issue right now. This was a few days ago. This op-ed appeared at NOLA.com, appeared in the times Piggy, appeared in the Advocate Papers across the state. It is from Katie Bernhardt, the chair of the Louisiana Democratic Party. Louisiana Democrats were understandably disappointed by the result of October's gubernatorial election, but three Democratic candidates for Secretary of State, Attorney General, and Treasurer advanced to the November runoff. For the first time in history, Louisiana has two female Democratic candidates on the ballot in a statewide runoff. We have an opportunity to make history on November 18th. We must channel our frustrations into action at the ballot box, working to elect those candidates and other down-ballot Democrats across the state. Now is the time for Democrats to work together and marshal our collective efforts to elect candidates that will protect voting rights, fight for women's rights, and stand up for working people. We must be focused on the opportunities at hand and not distracted by the past or divided against one another. Division leads to defeat. Unfortunately, some are looking to stoke divisions to advance their political agenda. This divisive rhetoric is untimely and counterproductive. Louisiana families are suffering low wages, high insurance costs, and an assault on personal freedoms. Republicans have failed our state. We are working to elect Democratic candidates who will fight for working families, take on big insurance corporations, and defend our democracy. The Louisiana Democratic Party holds meetings with Democratic Parish Executive Committees across the state and the Democratic State Central Committee every week. Our team is crisscrossing the state, organizing volunteer get-out-the-vote efforts, campaign events, rallies, and meetings that benefit Democrats up and down the ballot. Unfortunately, the most divisive voices have not been involved in our collective efforts. The Louisiana Democratic Party is there to support the candidate, but campaigns have their own staff that raise funds, disseminate their message, and organize voters. We are excited about the opportunities in front of us. We are not looking backward. We're looking forward, eager to work with Democratic candidates to elect leaders that will serve the people of Louisiana, putting their needs above divisive politics. This is a classic example of passing the buck. This is a letter written to the public to say, It's not the Louisiana Democratic Party's fault, y'all. It's everybody else's fault. It's the campaign's fault. It's those other divisive voices. It's their fault. It's all their fault. It's not our fault. It's their fault. Turnout in Louisiana was 35%, roughly. The majority of those that stayed home were Democrats. Republicans turned out, and they turned out in a big way. And it wasn't just Republicans. I told y'all the day after the election, the big winner on election night, or the days after the election, I told you the big winner was conservatives, not just Republicans, but conservatives. Conservatives had big victories. 
the Democrats stayed home. There was nobody able to get out the vote. That's not just a campaign problem. That's a party problem. Now, some of you may be wondering why I'm talking about the Democrats and their problems, but the good news is the Democrats don't listen to a person like me. They don't. I can sit here and I can give the Democrats honest, objective advice. I can say, here's what I think they should do. They won't listen. I'm a conservative on the radio. They're not going to listen. They're not going to take my advice. But I will tell you, the person who wrote, who wrote that letter, who is in charge of the Louisiana Democratic Party, is accused of telling Gary Chambers not all that long ago that a black man can't win a statewide race in Louisiana. And wouldn't you know it, there doesn't seem to be much evidence that the state party helped a black candidate win statewide across Louisiana. He didn't even make the runoff. In a, uh, in a primary, in a jungle primary where there were multiple Republicans on the, candidate, on, on the, on the, on the ballot, a Democrat couldn't even solidify the vote, couldn't even get enough vote to make the runoff. Is that the campaign's fault? In part, Sean Wilson was a very lackluster candidate, was not very motivating. But where was the party's effort? Where was the party in fundraising for Sean Wilson? Where was the party in getting his name out there? Where was the party in pushing out the talking points to all the news folks? You know what was missing in all the media write-ups out there? Bunch, bunch of stories on the infighting among Republicans and the people who dislike Jeff Landry and this and people that were for Stephen Wagspack and how the Republicans were divided and this, that and the other. There were barely stories about Sean Wilson. It's not just the campaign's job to get his name out into the media. If the party wants to win, if the party wants to have a fighting chance, that's what they got to do. They've got to go out there. They've got to put their candidate out into the news media. They didn't do that. And you see the result. I'm, I'm, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a member of their party. I, again, I know they're not going to listen to me. But I'm sick and tired of people who aren't doing their jobs and they're passing the buck off. I said buck as in a dollar. They're passing it off to other people. They're, they're not taking the blame. They're not taking responsibility. The Democratic Party is all but dead in the state of Louisiana because of rhetoric like this. And it does bother me a little bit, and I'll tell you why. It's the same reason we don't like monopolies. If, there, if there's a monopoly, there's not really much of you know, a hope for change, a hope for improvement. Monopolies don't have to improve their product. Monopolies don't have to focus on their customer service. Monopolies don't have to do a whole lot. They can just charge whatever they want. They can do whatever they want because they're the only game in town. I don't want a successful Democratic Party because I know their policies are going to be bad for the state. I mean, the, the op-ed blames the problems of the state on Republicans. But keep in mind, who's been the governor for the last eight years? John Bill Edwards has been able to stop most Republican initiatives for most of his two terms. It wasn't until the very end when conservatives finally were able to get some Republicans to side with them. But a lot of those policies really haven't taken effect yet. 
But you got six years worth of John Bell Edwards being in charge and the state has gotten, the, the state's rotted. Said it before, the state hasn't moved backwards. It's just rotted. It's got stagnant. And people in both parties, but in this case, the leader of the Democratic Party in the state of Louisiana is passing the buck onto anybody else to avoid the blame for the fact that the Democrats didn't turn out. Now, if you're a Democrat and you're listening, first of all, God bless you. But second of all, is that the kind of leadership you want? Somebody who can't take responsibility, somebody who isn't really lifting a finger to help your party try to survive in a deep red state? Is that... Is that what you really want out of leadership right now? Because the Democratic Party is pretty divided. Amongst itself, it's pretty divided. There are a couple different factions trying to hold power, and they're at a crossroads right now. They can't win a whole lot. I mean, one of their biggest factions is the trial lawyer faction. They gave money to Jeff Landry because they saw the writing on the wall before anybody else did. The biggest tell in this race turns out when there were stories about trial lawyers giving money to Jeff Landry, that was pretty much all she wrote. They knew before anybody else did that Jeff Landry was going to win this handily. So for the chair of the Democratic Party to pass the buck onto literally anybody else and not take credit for the fact that the party underperformed, I'm as disappointed as the rest of us. No, no, you, you should be more disappointed. You should be disappointed because you didn't do your job. And if you're just a Democratic voter in the state of Louisiana, you should be demanding change. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or use the KPL app. Let's go to the phone lines. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's on the line? Hey, Joe. It's Scott. Hey, Scott. What's up? Yeah, I think you're right on the right on the, on the button there, but... Uh... With the uh, passing the buck thing, I, I think that you know Republican. I'm sorry, uh, politicians <laughs> as a whole uh, do that, um, and I think you know that that's. And I don't want to beat a dead horse, but but they they pretty much do. If 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 the voters don't turn out, it's just turn out because they're not turning out because they don't hear the message they want to hear, mm-hmm. right? And they don't hear the, uh, the the they don't see the problems. And if the the party is um, not putting those problems out there or not making them you know uh, big enough. Or if they sound like they're lying, then uh, people aren't going to turn out. Um, and two, um, when it comes to the Democrat Party, it, 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 am I correct in saying it's the Democrat Party and not the Democratic Party? So the, the I mean, of, what is the official name of that party? The official name is the Democratic Party. It's been shortened to Democrat. And it actually irritates the hell out of Democrats, which is why most people keep saying it. But it's actually officially Democratic Party. But people have shortened over Democratic years. Democratic Party, okay. And, it, and it's, it's, it's just been, it, it, it's, it's been shortened. It becomes kind of the accepted thing. But I, one of the, actually one of the people who taught me uh, persuasive writing in college and one of the reasons that I'm doing what I'm doing was actually a fairly well-known uh, political strategist for Democrats out of Georgia. And he gets furious at us because what would Republicans do if we just started calling them Repubs? That's that's his thought on it, which is actually a hilarious comment. But it's also like he it's it's the Democratic Party. That's the official name of the party. That's what it's been. That's what it needs to keep being. And Democrats are accepting Democrat and it just bothers him. But it's really officially Democratic. Yeah, because they're the farthest from Demo- from Democratic that I've ever seen. I mean, right. they, they usually have a tendency to be pure socialist, 
and uh, you know, and apply things instead of voting for them. And that's just my uh, oh, just curious. They're they're protecting democracy from the likes of the evil Republicans, mm-hmm. Scott. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. Thank you very much Thanks, for the call. Joe. Appreciate it, man. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more, of course. If you want to call in, you can, 232-1542, or use the KPL app chat. Just open up your app, hit that uh, hit that little text message button at the top corner. Make sure it says the Joe Cunningham Show at the top because I see all those messages as they come in. We'll take a break. We'll be back here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5, KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. It's your 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by Service Chevrolet, Acadiana's number one Chevy dealer. Nine years in a row. It's very impressive. Stop by and check out their huge selection today at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey Parkway here in Lafayette. You can, if you go over there, you can get it all at Service Chevrolet. That includes new and used car sales. Parts and service, body shop, collision center. You got the fine line custom auto. You've got the wash. All sorts of fantastic service. That's in the name, Service Chevrolet. They've got new inventory arriving daily. So right now is your time to stop by, or you can shop online at servicegm.com. Service Chevrolet Cadillac. Their family serving your family for the last 50 years. Chevy. Go ahead, find new roads. I want to thank them for being our 5 o'clock sponsor here on your 5 o'clock news cruise. When we get back, let's talk about the House of Senate, uh, the House of Representatives. Let's talk about the drama with the various uh, bills, why the Democrats are upset, and why I just genuinely feel bad for Speaker Mike Johnson. I, there's some drama on the Republican side. We need to get into that as well. But all that and more, plus your calls, 232-1542. Uh, your messages on the app chat. We'll be back with the Joe Cunningham Show in just a moment, right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. It's your 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by Service Chevrolet. Glad to have them as your 5 o'clock sponsor. Find new roads with Service Chevrolet located at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. Let them service you in all of your automotive needs. So I feel bad for House Speaker Mike Johnson. On the one hand, he got a bipartisan group of legislators to pass the supplemental aid package to Israel, and it was fully offset by cuts to appropriations, new appropriations for the IRS. Now, that does not make the Democrats very happy at all. They don't like that it was a standalone bill. They don't like that it was... It was brought to us through cuts to the IRS. They don't like any of it. Chuck Schumer has said it won't even get a vote in the Senate. The White House said even if it got to uh, President Biden's desk, they would not uh, they would not sign it. Well, Mike Johnson has put something forward. The House has put something forward. So they got to come up with an idea of their own. Now, they're saying they're just going to combine everything like they were intending. Here's the thing. You got a bipartisan group. They pass the aid package to the House. In the House. It goes to the Senate. If Chuck Schumer doesn't bring it up for a vote, that's Chuck Schumer saying we don't want to aid Israel. That's Joe Biden's office saying we're not going to sign off on aid to Israel. The House has put something forward. Now, it's not a counteroffer to just reject that and go with something completely different. 
That's what the Democrats are saying. That's what the Democrats in leadership are saying. But you had Democrats who voted with Republicans in the House to pass that bill. Now, Johnson, in a statement, said tonight a bipartisan group of members voted to send immediate aid to Israel, our greatest ally in the Middle East. Our supplemental package, which is fully offset, provides Israel with advanced weapon systems, supports the Iron Dome missile defense system, and replenishes American domestic defense stockpiles. This is necessary and critical assistance as Israel fights for its right to exist. With anti-Semitism on the rise, both domestically and abroad, it's imperative that the U.S. sends a message to the world that threats made against Israel and the Jewish people will be met with strong opposition. The Senate and White House cannot let this moment pass, and I urge them to act swiftly and pass this bill as the House did today. That's not why I feel bad for Mike Johnson. I feel bad for Mike Johnson because last night there was a censure attempt against Rashida Tlaib, and Republicans voted against it as well as every Dem- as well as almost every Democrat. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene put forward this censure bill. Now, it may shock some of you to know that Marjorie Taylor Greene presented something that was not very serious. She accused Rashida Tlaib of inciting an insurrection against uh, Israel and other things. Um, there's a problem. Uh, that that use of the term insurrection was clearly Marjorie Taylor Greene trying to get back at the Democrats for what they've been saying about Trump since January 6, 2021. Uh, Chip Roy voted against it and said it's absolutely ridiculous to be using that type of language. Uh, from Chip Roy's office, Rashida Tlaib has repeatedly made outrageous remarks toward Israel and the Jewish people. Her conduct is unbecoming of a member of Congress and certainly worthy of condemnation, if not censure. However, tonight's feckless resolution to censure Tlaib was deeply flawed and made legally and factually unverified claims, including the claim of leading an insurrection. I voted to table the resolution in January 2021. The legal term insurrection was stretched and abused by many following the events at the Capitol. We should not continue to perpetuate claims of insurrection at the Capitol. We should not abuse the term now. That was Chip Roy's statement. Marjorie Taylor Greene did not react well to that at all. On Twitter, she posted, You voted to kick me out of the Freedom Caucus, but keep CNN wannabe Ken Buck and vaping, groping Lauren Boebert, and you voted with the Democrats to protect terrorist Tlaib. You hate Trump, certified Biden's election, and could care less about J6 defendants being persecuted. She then proceeded. <laughs> Chip Roy responded uh, in, when questioned about it, tell her to go space so-called uh, Jewish space lasers if she wants to spend time on that sort of thing. A reference to her at one point claiming that the Jews controlled space lasers. Her response to that on Twitter, oh, shut up, Colonel Sanders. You're not even from Texas, more like the DMV. Chip Roy's career exists of working for politicians, working for campaigns for politicians, and being a politician himself. Unity Party all the way. Chip Roy worked for extremely conservative groups and first got to Washington working, I think it was when he was first there, if not very soon after he was there, working for Ted Cruz. So I'm not really sure that this whole claim that he's just a, another career Unity Party politician is really all that accurate, but it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, that's why I feel bad for, for Mike Johnson. The Republicans have a very thin majority. They also staved off an attempt to expel uh, America's greatest living World War II veteran, uh, George Santos from New York. 
um, Santos, there are vulnerable Republicans in New York were hoping that they could convince their colleagues to help expel George Santos because they see him as a liability in New York in the next congressional election cycle. I'm not all that sure. Um, Santos is probably the only one who's going to be vulnerable in that one, but we shall see. Now, Johnson has a very, very tricky path forward. Mike Johnson wants to fund Ukraine. He wants to give more aid to Ukraine. A lot of conservatives, very skeptical about it. Johnson himself has been skeptical of the way in which aid to Ukraine has been done by the Biden administration because there are really no terms, there's no accountability, there's no transparency to it. But he does want to continue to send aid to Ukraine. Part of this comes from the belief by a lot in the by several in the Republican Party that opposing Russia is the right thing to do. And I've had I've long had this theory. I'm not saying that Mike Johnson has this theory or, or believes this or whatever as well, but I've long had this theory that there are elements within the US government who don't really give uh they they don't they don't really give a whole lot of thought to Ukraine itself but they do give a whole lot of thought to the idea of Russia draining its resources on a small local battle the Ukraine war has shown that Russia really was a paper tiger when it came to everybody assumed that when it came to eastern europe Russia was a major major power militarily. They'd invested a ton of their money into military. They had talked about their military process. Everybody was assumed that because of their nuclear arsenal and everything they had built and constructed since before the Cold War and continuing to innovate through and after the Cold War, that Russia was a major military threat. And they haven't been able to really make that many inroads into Ukraine. So yes, while it's pretty, I'm pretty certain Ukraine can't beat Russia one-on-one in a war, what I do know is that the more resources that Russia has to throw at Ukraine, that's less resources they can use against other American interests, against NATO, against other allies we have in that part of the world. And so I think that a lot of the folks inside of the American government see that as an opportunity to drain Russian resources. And so that's why they want to send aid to Ukraine. So that's why a lot of folks within the Republican Party want to continue to send aid to Ukraine. Ukraine, a lot of the neoconservatives, a lot of the war hawks in the Republican Party. I suspect, I don't know for certain, but I suspect that Mike Johnson also believes that Russia is a geopolitical threat. And if we can use our money, our resources to help uh, hurt Russia, then it's inherently a good thing. I don't disagree with the idea. I've generally been in favor of aid to Ukraine. But like Mike Johnson, like a lot of other Republicans, we need transparency. We need to know exactly what that money is being spent on. So the big sell here is for those conservative holdouts in Congress who don't want to send aid to Ukraine, who don't want us to be involved, who are more nationalist in tendency and want us to be focused solely on ourselves, not getting entangled in geopolitical conflicts around the world. 
So how is he going to do that? Well, one of the things that he is going to do, it looks like he is pushing and the conference is pushing for as a whole, making the next aid bill for Ukraine. In fact, he said that uh, in a in a statement today. If we're going to take care of the uh, uh, if we're going to take care of a border in Ukraine, we need to take care of America's border as well. He told that to reporters today. It's just a matter of principle. Ukraine will come in short order. It will come next. The next aid bill will be a bill that helps send aid to Ukraine, but will also fund the border. And based on what we know about Mike Johnson and how he's acted so far, it will come with more cuts elsewhere. And therein lies the rub. The the Democrats are so furious that aid for Ukraine isn't in this Israel bill. But when the Republicans put forward a Ukraine aid bill, and it comes with funding the border, and it comes with cuts elsewhere in government, all of a sudden they're going to be up in arms about it. Because, see, it's not really about aiding Ukraine. It's about looking good by aiding Ukraine. They want to be the part that said, hey, we fought for aid to Ukraine. We fought to stand up to Vladimir Putin. He was the guy that interfered with our elections, wink, wink, in 2016, because they don't want to go out and say the Russians stole the election like they've been saying, because they've been saying that Trump was doing the same thing. They just want to say they've interfered in our elections. They've interfered in a lot of our things domestically. And now we're standing up to that big bully, Vladimir Putin, and we're sending this money to Ukraine to stand up to bullies and stand up for democracy. But but, 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 but. We, we can't. We can't make cuts to actually pay for that aid bill. That's ridiculous. We can't cut the great and glorious American bureaucracy to send money to Ukraine. Are you crazy, Mike Johnson? That's what the Democrats are freaking out about right now. They want to look good by sending aid to Ukraine, but they don't actually want to be fiscally responsible in how they do it. And so that's why Mike Johnson, the Republicans have to push forward on this. I don't disagree with sending aid to Ukraine. I definitely don't disagree with fund, with aiding the uh, sending money to the border, fixing the border. But we need to do it fiscally responsibly. And that's what Mike Johnson and his House of Representatives is doing and the Democrats don't like it at all. Take this last break. We'll be back here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. It's your 5 o'clock news cruise almost over. You're almost home. We are almost through this day. And being almost through with this day means, ladies and gentlemen, it's almost Friday. Your 5 o'clock news cruise today has been brought to you by Service Chevrolet. Go check them out at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey here in Lafayette. So... I debated whether or not to bring up this story, but I have to. I wrote it. It's at the KPL uh, 965.com website. Are you smarter than a chicken? I learned something today, ladies and gentlemen. I learned, I learned that there are people out there who professionally train chickens to play tic-tac-toe. So Paragon Casino Resort in Marksville, Louisiana, has a feature going on through through December, I think, called Chick-Tac-Toe. And there's a chicken behind a glass in what it's called its 
thinking booth. And yes, that's thinking, no G on the end. It's thinking with an apostrophe at the end to let you know it's a good southern chicken. That chicken in its thinking booth will play tic-tac-toe against you. And if you win, you win prizes at this casino. You can win prizes by beating a chicken at tic-tac-toe. I kid you not, it is a professionally trained chicken. How many drugs over what period of time do you have to take to train it to think you can train a chicken to play tic-tac-toe? And then how much of a genius are you to turn that into a marketing campaign? I'm in awe of this. I really I I'm I've I lost my mind when I saw the story earlier today. And then I wrote it up for us at KPL965.com. Please go check it out. You can go to Marksville, Louisiana, to Paragon Casino Resort. Probably the only reason you want to go to Marksville, Louisiana. You go to Paragon Casino Resort in Marksville and you play tic-tac-toe against a chicken. (laughs) My God. Who would have thought? Who who is the genius that thought, I'm going to train a chicken to play tic-tac-toe, and then we're going to market this at casinos or casinas, as older folks. My, we're going, my, my, my grandfather's from New Orleans. Every time he would always mention the casinas. But yes, maybe I have to make the trip to Marksville myself. Or let's bring the chicken. Can I bring the chicken on the show? Can we interview the chicken? What's it like playing tic-tac-toe against humans, chicken? <laughs> I don't know. I might have snapped. I spent too much time on the radio today. Let's take a break. Let's reset. We'll come back in 23 hours. In time, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. Email Joe at redstate.com. Talk to you guys again real soon. If you've missed any part of today's show or any show previously, all you got to do is find me on Substack, the Joe Cunningham Show on Substack. Every episode is there. And most of the columns I write are on there as well, so you can find it on Substack. If you listen to the podcast through Apple or Spotify, be sure you leave a rating and a review as well. I'll talk to you guys again real soon. Don't forget, Representative Julie Emerson, subbing for Moon tomorrow. I'm back tomorrow afternoon to wrap up the week here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.